It's show 24 of the Rim Pro Report. Today, Jim Johnson of Cintas. We're going to look at some news and a little bit more. Hey, what's your name? My name's Buddy. Welcome to the Rim, Rim, Rim Pro Report, the one and only weekly broadcast for the Rim Support Services industry. Bustling with news, views, here's what I believe, and the latest updates. That's just them. The show is full of interesting information, stories, yes, important product and service reviews, yes, and a cast of industry characters included. Yes. <laughs> Record center operators, shred and destruction vendors, media and electronic vaulters, scanners and imaging providers. Take note, this show is for you. Now here's your host, Tom Adams. Well, the holiday season is officially here. It seems like everything's in motion. It's December 9th and we're rushing headlong into the holiday season. Uh, Buddy the Elf is in the studio today, so uh, I think you might have heard him just in the intro there. But yeah, he's around here today. Hey, Buddy, how how, do, how did you get here? What aren't you supposed to be in the North Pole? And then I traveled to the seven levels of the Candy Cane Forest, hmm. past the sea of swirly really? gumdrops, and then I walked through the Lincoln Tunnel. And I guess from the Lincoln Tunnel, you uh, went to the airport and caught a trip over to San Diego. Uh, well, that's kind of cool. I'm I, I'm glad you're here. Uh, looks like you're enjoying the coffee here brewing in the studio. You did it! Congratulations! World's best cup of coffee. Great job, everybody. Uh, oh, well. It's great to meet you. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Well, we do make good coffee around here at the studio. Hey, the deeper into December we get, you know, lights and carolers everywhere, and there's more catalogs in the mail than I know what to do with. I, I don't know. I don't know if you're watching this. I, I watch this stuff regularly, but what I've noticed this year over last, and it's subtle, but it's very obvious to me, is that there's a whole lot more catalogs this year than there was last year. They, they just seem to be piling up. Uh, I, I kind of wish that they were confidential at this point because many of you would, you know, you'd be making some good money on the mail these days. What would the price on the, uh, the shredding of that be? Company holidays uh, and company holiday parties are happening, and for some reason, and I, I don't know why, food consumption increases. Seems as it gets colder and the amount of food consumption increases, the pants seem to shrink. Why is that? I, I haven't quite figured that out, but I, I guess I am realizing that it happens. It seems to happen to me every year. Uh, what, what about you, buddy? What? How do you deal with it? We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. Oh, so uh, I assume your pants are shrinking too. Well, you know, the non-frantic gift decisions are being made this this week, it seems like, and for many, uh, final year-end business tax strategies are getting implemented. Uh, it's a busy time of year in so many ways, and yet in other ways, it, it seems to be rather quiet. But, you know, here at World Broadcast Headquarters of the RimPro Report, we're not being distracted by the holidays. You know, we could be out doing our holiday shopping, but today we're actually putting on a show. So, 
You know what? I'm looking forward today to chatting to longtime rim industry veteran who has experiences in the startup world, the well-established private sector, as well as the big player side of the business. I'm looking forward to talking to Jim Johnson, who's the Director of Document Management with Cintas. But before we do that, I think it'd be appropriate for us to check out the industry news. So let's go over there and see what's happening in the news. Yeah, buddy, I know we, well, you know, that's uh, part of the deal here at the studio, but that's not really news. So yeah, I think we're in full-scale holiday mode. Everyone is wrapping up their years, as I said earlier, but there are some headlines happening, which is kind of cool because this industry is not, um, you know, it's not avoiding it. Looks like Retrievex has purchased Benson Records Management in Omaha. Retrievex looks like they're seriously heading west now. Uh, Congratulations to Steve and Jeff Westerfield on the sale of their company and uh, wish them good luck in their future endeavors. Hey, Matt Turn and Associates keeps popping up in the news. I, I'm watching these. this company. They're a legal cost consulting firm that keeps sort of marketing to the big law firms. They have a particular focus on record storage contracts, and they, uh, they go into law firms and sort of help law firms reduce their spend. In fact, they continue to advertise and market uh, 20%, 25% cost savings for companies that work with them or engage them. And I keep hearing about it both in the news and seeing it in the news, and I am aware of it from talking to many of you. And is this news? I don't think it's necessarily news because I think everybody's aware of it, but I, I think it's important to remind yourself of the fact that these companies – uh, like Matern and Associates and others like them, these cost-cutting firms, are out there aggressively, aggressively marketing their services to their law firm clients and corporate clients. And I think it's appropriate when, you know, we tend to relax and think, well, we're, we're okay. We got contracts. These guys are advertising that they're they're actually reducing uh, contract prices. They're writing RFPs. They're dealing with uh, retention costs. They're helping law firms and other firms save money. So I, I guess what's appropriate at this point is to ensure that you have a strategy in place to deal with them because they're out there and they're aggressive and they're making things happen. And I think early in the new year, I would really like to do a show based on this topic and talk to some people who have dealt with it uh, more intimately and have some response to that. Ow! Son of a nutcracker! Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's not an easy situation. And when companies like this get involved, it can really uh, create an awkward situation for everybody involved. So it's good to keep your mind on that. Hey, Confidential Records Management, uh, Gail Bisbee's company in New Bern, North Carolina, has announced their 2011 schedule for their document imaging school. Uh, I know Gail is known as a leading expert in our industry in terms of dealing with uh, imaging and she has a ton of requests for the consultation she delivers. So she's created a venue that will allow her to provide support to larger audiences in shorter time frames. And I know with the growth of her company, she's really busy. So uh, these training sessions are throughout the 
uh, year in 2011, and they look at uh, review of forms, standard operating procedure, tools for managing imaging processes, and departmental staff. And they cover basic document imaging um, tactics, uh, service types, features, and benefits, a whole bunch of stuff. So if you're interested in that, you can uh, look up Confidential Records Management online and uh, see what they're doing with that. Hey, offices are actually officially, apparently, using less paper. And that's what a survey that's just been released by the by AIM Association has to say. Uh, it only had about 400 responses, and I would assume that most of them were skewed towards companies already connected with AIM in some way. But the report, the report sorry, is still quite revealing. Paper is still growing in in 27% of the organization. So of the 400 or so that were were surveyed, 27% of them said their paper is still growing. While 39% of them uh, suggest or responded that paper usage is finally starting to fall. So they've kind of hit their peak of paper. However, the strongest drivers for scanning and capture, image capture, are not savings on paper storage space, seems to be the indication, but improved searchability and knowledge sharing, followed by the productivity improvements in in a document-centric business process. So uh, nearly 40% of the organization survey reported investment payback in, in really moving towards document management, uh, online imaging, those kind of things, uh, or, or online document management uh, within 12 months of implementing scanning-related systems or outsourcing. So, wow, uh, you know, AIM survey is continually reminding us that we've, we've got to be aware of uh, what's happening in the world around us. So that's that's a little bit of the news. Uh, that That is a good sign, I think. Uh, there's stuff happening, and if you have stuff going on in your world, please let us know. Does someone need a hug? Uh, I, I don't think so, buddy, but thanks for asking. Hey, you know what? I'm going to see if I can get uh, Jim Johnson on the line now. And while I do that, why don't you just uh, hang around and listen to this music? I am really grateful to have Jim Johnson on the line today. Jim is the Director of Document Management for Cintas Corporation. Jim, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, welcome to the RIMPRO Report. I am really glad to have you on. I know that you have, I, I think, a unique perspective in the industry. Uh, you, um, you know, and the role you play with Cintas, obviously uh, a large corporation. But before we get there, tell me a little bit about the history, the story of Jim Johnson. Where, how did you get to where you are today in your career? Um, it's uh, actually a long-term story, but uh, rel- relatively few moves. Okay. Uh, my brother-in-law is actually in the industry in Los Angeles. And in the mid-'80s, he recruited me out of FedEx to run his operation in Los Angeles. And this was a record center? Yeah, that's Filekeepers, Inc. Oh, okay. Um, I worked with uh, that organization for about four years and then moved to the eastern part of the United States where I was a vice president with the vault company in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Uh, that turned out to be a recall, then Brambles Industries, mm-hmm. first acquisition in North America. And I joined that organization for a couple years, ultimately went to Chicago with them to help develop the Midwest. After a couple years with that organization, moved back to my native state of Ohio so my wife and I could raise a family. 
and was introduced and started working with Lee Miller at Andrews Records Management. Right, and that's where I, I, I first met you, was yes. back when you were at Andrews. Okay. Um, worked with Andrews, started their Columbus operation, uh, grew that, ultimately took over operations of both. And then we at Andrews entered into an acquisition deal with Centos Corporation yeah. a little over five years ago. Wow, was that long ago? Five years ago? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Time, time flies when you're having a good time. <laughs> time is smoking by. <laughs> well, that is, So that's 2005 that Cintas then bought Anders. Correct. Wow. And so the last five years was Cintas. And, and tell me a little bit more about your role in Cintas. Um, the role uh, started out as a general manager running two locations, Columbus and Cleveland. Uh, about a year after that, I was moved more into a strategy role on the corporate side to help develop the game plan for expansion within the U.S. Um, so whether that was acquisition, startup from grassroots, um, work closely with CentOS executives in what was the best economic way to get a significant presence in the United States. And it seems to me that uh, you now have a pretty significant presence. Uh, yes. Uh, we're operating in uh, nine locations in the U.S. Um, and at the same point in time, we're expanding our footprint here. CentOS uh, took on an endeavor they haven't done before, which was span expanding into <clears throat> a global environment. Uh, with our rental operation, that's a uniform rental operation in China, and also began to acquire some uh, records management, dock management locations in Western Europe. Okay, wow. So really really starting a, a, a much more world perspective business. Yes. Wow. Um, I think currently, I need to count them up, I think we have five operations right now currently in Western Europe. Wow. Serv servicing Germany, the Netherlands, Belgium, and the UK. Now, is that in the broader CentOS, CentOS um, uh, service lines, or is that actually in document management? Uh, it's 100% document management. No way. So, I, yeah. I did not know that. <clears throat> yes. Wow. Very cool. So you're 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 doing a lot of the work in, in sort of making that happen. Um, let, let me just go back and ask – so – you spent a lot of time, it sounds like, even before you got to Andrews and Cintas, doing sort of startup, pushing, you know, figuring out how to get a, an operation working in a particular new city. Is that correct? Um, yes. My role with Recall, um, I think that's 15, 17 years ago, was predominantly to help do acquisitions and grow their presence in the industry. And my responsibilities were basically uh, the Midwest and the U.S. and in some of the southern Canadian cities. Wow. So during that period with them, I think, oh, I was probably instrumental in maybe adding five cities to their environment. Wow. So I, I, I asked that because I, I think it's important to get a sense that you, you've been a part of this industry for a long time. You have a really wide range of experience, knowledge from independents to startups to uh, the large industry players. Uh, and uh, it, it seems important to me, at, I, I guess, to understand 
when someone like you kind of has this history and perspective, what are the big broad stroke trends you see in the industry? What are the changes you see uh, happening in the industry? Um, what, what are the things that, that sort of either keep you up at night or you, you know, you're sitting in front of, of the, the senior executives at Cintas saying, we got to be aware of this. What are, what are, tell me some of those things. Um, you know, obviously, watching industry trends for now what's more than 25 years. Yeah. Um, in the early days, um, back in the 80s, it was basically an educational sell to say, hey, this industry exists, and, and here are the benefits of using us over doing it yourself. Right. Um, obviously, the industry has grown exponentially during that period of time you know, including multi-billion dollar companies in our space. More, and then in the middle part of the industry, I would tee it up and say, okay, now that we have the client community educated, now the, the big question is, why are you better than your competition? So the, the push in that endeavor was um, operating platform technology, uh, web access to databases about what items they had stored, uh, service level, quick response, you know, anything right. to get a competitive advantage over your, your competition, whether they be local or national. Now, well, you're saying, how, how long ago would that be when that sort of trend started evolving? Um, I would say that's probably eight, ten years ago. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, with the various uh, industry software platforms out there adding web access, right? The national players increasing their technology and interface with the client, right? Um, and and that's basically the way the industry has stacked up. I would say, up until maybe two or three years ago, uh, the trends in that environment were that the record storage industry somewhat has become a commodity to the buying customer. Right. And they're looking for much more today. They're looking for uh, very tight security parameters. They're looking for help in technology and business process solution. Mm -hmm. And uh, the digital world and information management is having a major impact on the industry today. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing significant trend decreases in activity relative to storage volume. Really? So, uh, so storage, and we're talking the hard copy box storage, the correct. trend, it, you're really seeing it drop off? Uh, service as a percent of revenue, yes. Okay, service percentage, okay. Yes. Uh, the revenue overall continues to grow. Um, but maybe not at the same rate it did, uh, we'll say, three or four years ago, as far as um, you know, different terms are used in the industry, internal growth, creep, yeah. whatever those numbers are. Right. Um, you know, the national publicly traded players you know, report on those statistics in their quarterly reports yeah. because it, it's a major impact to their organic revenue growth. And with that trend, the logical question is why. Right. Why is that occurring? Um, 
And the answer is? Well, I wouldn't call it an answer. Let's no, call I, it an well, opinion. Yeah, an opinion. Well, yeah, because I think that's what we've all got to deal with. But, you know, I, I think across the board we're seeing those trends begin to occur. And I think the more aware we are of them, the more aware we are to form an opinion and do something about it. So given that, what what's, what's your opinion? Obviously, you've got, you know, some perspective on it. Um. You know, if we look, and, and I guess the easiest way to illustrate it is to look at a specific vertical market. So if we look at healthcare, which has traditionally been a major market for all of us in the record storage business, yeah. um, the activities in healthcare files used to be very high. Right. Those activities are dropping off significantly, and, and the answer to why, at least in that vertical, is that healthcare entities are embracing um, a true digital environment right. for their records. And, and so we see that in other verticals as well. Anytime there's a extremely high activity requirement for a specific document, that the cost justification of managing that in a digital format is increased. So while storage for compliance and historic tracking and maintaining records for reference and comparison, those volumes continue to grow, which is why the storage industry overall continues to grow. Right. <clears throat> but those records or <clears throat> excuse me, um, documents that have very high activity yeah. are going digital. Right. Um, so then the question becomes from our industry, how do you combine those two services to create um, business value for the customer community? And in, in many cases, that's, you know, that's what everyone's exploring. It's exploring how to integrate EHR and uh, scan on demand and all those kind of things. And, uh, you know, it, it looks to me like you guys are actively involved in that, too, at Cintas. In CentOS? Um, obviously, we are. You know, yeah. we need to respond to industry trends. Um, you know, what and how we do it's probably uh, a tad over the line uh, oh, yeah. from a competitive nature. No, but, no, uh, and I'm not asking you to, yeah. to expose that. I, I you know, because it's obvious just by looking at your, your website that you're you're engaged in that. Um, so the, the trend moves us towards... Um, you know, the, the trends that you're seeing over the last couple of years move, moving away from sort of pure commoditization of the box business or the, you know, the shred business or whatever, we're, we're moving what you're saying in the last two to three years into a much more uh, holistic business solution, um, I guess what we're now calling information solution uh, to our clients, integrating much more with them than just being a warehouse that, that houses their stuff. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I see that trend both in our, um, you know, our competition on a national level and even well-established local players, you know, that you and I know yeah. uh, hundreds of them. Um, they're also very good in that space as well. Oh, yeah. you know, they've, they've invested in technology. Uh, they are very close to their customer and understand what that real requirement is. And, uh, you know, there's been, you know, the entrepreneurial single-city suppliers 
that have been exploring and developing that customer solution for years. Yeah, and it seems to me that a, a lot of the single supplier, the independents, tend to be partnering much more uh, as well with uh, larger established um, electronic side, you know, e-vaulting, e uh, anything from e-vaulting to scanning services, to all, to all that, that there's a there's a significant uh, connection to them where the bigger players tend to be doing it more in-house. Um, so let, let me just... You know, throw out a couple of um, what? Do you, what's your perspective on the cloud? Um, obviously, digital storage. Yeah. You know, whether it's Google or whether it's Amazon or, or whether it's any of the other you know major IT entities. Yeah. Because of their buying power, infrastructure, system monitoring, um, and the continual reduction in cost to store a byte of data yeah. creates a, a very lucrative environment for raw digital storage. Um, that being said, it also offers challenges. Oh, yeah. Because that data, A, the client doesn't know where it is. It gets spread out over multi-data centers. Different files, different bits sit on different servers in different states. You know, all of which is digitally transparent to the client, right? But also offers um, security recovery issues um, around that data. Yeah. So for certain applications, it makes sense. For highly confidential, high usage documents, it introduces risk. Yeah. So if you're to meet a savvy young business person at, say, a conference or you're sitting in an airport somewhere, because I know you live in airports, uh, and and they're aware of this industry in general, uh, and, you know, they say, well, I, I think I'm getting into it. What might you say to her in that conversation uh, about, you know, about trying to get into it? Um. U.S., and I would even say the globe, yeah. today has, in my mind, you know, moved from a manufacturing to a service to an information-based economy. Right. Um, so any entity relative to storing, managing, improving the utilization of electronic business information. Yeah. Is, it has value today and is going to have greater value in the future. And, and client requirements vary. I mean, it's impossible to come up with a, a generic service offering that uh, works for every industry, for every client within an industry, or even different vertical markets. So there's a lot of opportunity to specialize in certain business applications. Right. So that would be my advice to a young entrepreneur that wants to go out and make a, a name for herself would be um, pick an industry you like and know, understand what their business processes are, go help them make it better. Hmm. Yeah, where where the you know five years ago you might have said make sure you got get really good rack systems and make sure you got good software and make sure where today it's figure out the industry, figure out the business process, and go make it better. A great answer. I mean that that to me is such a a, a profound piece uh, that 
changes the way things were done five to ten years ago versus in the last couple of years. Um, yes, and, and, and it is changing. Uh, you know, when you deal with a customer at that level, what they're paying for the storage of a box of paper mm-hmm. is an insignificant sidebar to the value of interfacing with that client. Right, right. Which takes it out of the commodity spectrum. You've lived in both worlds, the independent world and the conglomerate, uh, national, however you want to describe it. How, how have you found them to be different? Um, obviously, there's pros and cons in both. Mm-hmm. And I think anybody that spent any time in either would, uh, would agree with that statement. Right. Um, you know, in an entrepreneurial world, I would say the advantage is you have the ability to make very quick silo decisions, yeah. and, and make quick business decisions, whatever you're trying to accomplish. Right. In, in the corporate world, obviously, there's uh, strict programs around utilization of capital and major decisions, Yeah. and it's more of a team environment uh, reaching an ultimate decision. So that, that, I would say, is a negative on the corporate side. On the positive side, having a lot of in-depth resources in a variety of areas yeah. also has major value. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you have attorneys that sit on your staff available with a quick phone call, or whether you have uh, very high-level IT expertise yeah. to solve uh, computer problems or network security problems, um, you know, whether it's marketing you know, people that have spent their life understanding the marketing side of the industry. Yeah. Having those kind of resources available to run a business, um, you know, those people know things I would never think of. Yeah, and they, they yeah, they bring a lot to the table that, that is just part of their ongoing job requirement, where in the entrepreneurial world, that tends to be something that you've got to always figure out, well, you know, from a marketing perspective, how do we make this brochure uh, in 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 the conglomerate world, in the large player world, that's a, a task of somebody, and that's all they do. So I, I can see the huge, profound difference there. So if you could go back now with all you've learned to the wet-under-the-ears guy leaving Wright State University, what would you tell him knowing what you know now? Um, you know, it's kind of like uh, I would... I would phrase it as someone uh, entering the accounting profession. Okay. Get a good educational foundation, whether it's business, whether it's psychology, whether it's marketing, um, you know, even if it's a liberal arts degree. Go get a well-rounded education. Enter the workspace in a large corporation because you'll get great understanding of the details it takes to be successful in various components of a business. So whether it's accounting or whether it's HR or whether it's business management or whether it's sales management, in a large organization, you're going to be involved with experts in each of those fields. Right. And then after you have, you know, pick a time frame, three, five years of experience in that environment, Go be a true American and develop an entrepreneurial business 
and utilize the freedoms we have here in the U.S. to go leverage your knowledge. Hmm. That's what I would tell them. And is that what you'd tell yourself? Being, um, being that it well, <laughs> seems to me you were, you were the guy from Wright State University. Um, you must have done your homework. I actually <laughs> went to Wright State University. I know. <laughs> that's why um, I asked the question. So okay. if that's the advice. Would you go back and do it differently now knowing what you did then? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. And, uh, and would you follow I, the path you just told others to follow? Uh, yes, I would. Yeah. In fact, I have a 19-year-old son in William & Mary. Yeah. And those are the exact dialogues I've had with him. Cool. Very cool. So, I mean, I think that's a, a testament if I would tell my own son this is what he should do. Obviously, that would be true advice for anyone else. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, we, your, your uh, knowledge is... Uh, flowing and we're blowing through time but i i'm uh, i'm very appreciative of that but i always like to ask some questions just to kind of understand you a little bit more personally so uh if if there's a perfect vehicle that you love to drive um what what's jim johnson's perfect vehicle wow that's a bizarre question i know um i actually like suvs okay and because the, of the versatility nothing no, no one in particular you're not like a uh, Land Rover dude, or you're not, you know. I've had great luck with uh, the Jeep Cherokees, great okay. vehicles. Okay. Uh, if there was a profession other than the one you've spent your life in, what would you like to attempt? I think I would probably focus more on the sales side in any industry because I absolutely love the interaction with people. Okay. So whether it's peers in the industry, customers, or, or fellow sales professionals, mm -hmm. um, that sales environment uh, is an area I'd love to spend time in. Okay. If you had the opportunity to do lunch with one person you've never met yet but greatly admire, who would that be? Ooh. Um, I think it would be interesting to have lunch with a Donald Trump type. Okay. Someone that's made it, lost it, and made it again. And lost it again and made it again. <laughs> yes. And yeah. I think the stories of, of the risk you took to not win and then the risk that you took to win yeah. would be a very interesting story. Very much so. Final question. Uh, you know how many people have a bucket list of 100 things they want to do in their lifetime, whether it's defined or undefined and just lives in the recesses of their brain. Uh, what's the current priority on your list right now? Um, at some point in time, I would like to not be in the uh, light speed pace of business today. Right. And hop on a sailboat and sail it to the South Seas. Wow. Sailing to the South Seas. So that's kind of priority. Get through this phase of uh, light speed and get on a boat. Yes. Very cool. Jim Johnson, it's been a pleasure. I am grateful for your wisdom, for the uh, the amount of, of stuff that you've brought the industry over the years and for your contribution to it. And um, mostly thanks for just chatting with us today on the RIMPRO Report. I really appreciate it. I'm glad to help. Uh, it's a great industry. All right. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Tom. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it. Another week is coming and gone. I want to thank Jim Johnson of the Cintas Corporation for being with us today. 
I, I just continue to find the the people in this industry to be incredibly interesting and so many cool stories that that you get to hear along with me as we listen to and explore and talk to uh, many cool people in this industry. So you know what? Uh, if you know someone or if you're that someone, I'd love to talk to you. Give me a shout. Send me an email. Uh, go to the rimproreport.com and fill in that form or call us on the hotline and let us know that you got something to share. And I would love to set you up in terms of a uh, program in the in the new year. We're looking forward to 2011. Lots of cool stuff going to happen. We're already starting to line up some great interviews. Again, thanks to Jim today and thank you for being here. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Over and um, where's the music? Where's the music? Here's the music. Over and out. Thanks for joining us on the Rim Pro Report with Tom Adams. If you enjoyed the show, please tell others. Our website is www.rimproreport.com, where you can find show archives and a whole lot more. This broadcast is produced and hosted by Flourish Press Incorporated. Join us again soon.